Welcome to the Crimson Circle Show. You're here with our Crimson Circle studio, whether you're listening in on BTR, Blog Talk Radio, the Crimson Circle website, where you can also do video or audio. Not only that, you have access to a live Spanish translation. Wow. If you even understand that I'm saying this in Espanol. <laughs> so with that, welcome. Welcome everybody who is listening in online. We're doing it a little bit different this time. Normally, we would be getting into the breathing with Linda, the music, and then an Adama's channel. But we had so many slides this time that we're actually going to talk for just a little bit, just a little bit before we bring in Adamas. I think that this is a perfect choice because it really is a, sort of an addition to where are we? It really is. And uh, that's uh, such a good question. Why are we here? Where are we? And not just Linda and I and the staff, but why are you here? All of us. Why are you here listening in? And you could say, why are we here in this moment? But also, why are we here on this planet? Anyone, all of you listening in, we, we're, we're saying this for anyone that's hearing this. And ultimately, it's really about realization. Realization. You might call it embodied enlightenment uh, for our sovereignty, kasama, which is the soul's destiny. But we're here for realization. I think we all know we've had a lot, a lot of lifetimes, amazing lifetimes, some not so amazing, interesting, some rather difficult. Uh, but if you're here, if you're listening in, it's because you made a choice for this to be the lifetime lifetime of realization. And again, it goes by so many different names. I think we all used to call it ascension, and uh, for a long time we were calling it embodied enlightenment. Adama St. Germain said it's really about realization, realizing who we truly are, realizing that we're divine and human. And you can feel that. When I hear Jeff say that, it's it absolutely something that I think we each feel. I don't think there's too many that uh, are saying that they want to come back for another lifetime. Uh, we might, but I, I think what's very important to all of us is that this is the lifetime. Realization or enlightenment comes ultimately through allowing. Adamus talks about how we can't uh, study for it. I mean, at a certain point, the, uh, there really are no books. Uh, the, the Ascended Masters that came before us really they left some beautiful teachings, but there's not a 10-step or 12-step program for how to do it. It's really about allowing what we already are. But Jeff, did they even really achieve it in the way we're trying to do it? Isn't this a very new energy thing that we have this capacity and capability to? Yeah, and most of them had their enlightenment and then quickly left the earth, uh, partly because of the challenges of uh, having being in the physical body and in mass consciousness and being enlightened. And I, I think everyone here listening in has had that challenge where, you know, it's a, this is a beautiful thing, the, the realization of self, but it's also very difficult getting out on the highway and putting up with traffic or going to the store and having to contend with other humans. So there's, a, there's an interesting challenge and balance in all of it. This whole thing with realization, with uh, this being the lifetime, has a profound, profound effect. And I don't think there's anyone here who 
uh, thought it would be quite like this. Uh, there are certain, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I'm seeing uh, kind smiles. Of a, it's kind of one of those giggles and frowns. Master of the obvious statements, but uh, <laughs> like duh. But I think we had certain expectations of enlightenment, and we're finding that it can be very, very different, very beautiful, but also di very different. It has a, a big effect on our human lives, on our physical self, uh, aches and pains and weird things happening in the body that cause us to start saying, "What's wrong with me?" Let's well, just going through realization. I'm seeing a lot of this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, and this. <laughs> mental. Uh, it would create such a mental uh, challenge in a way, because the mind wants to try to figure this out, and it, it can't. Uh, it really comes down to allowing. But the mind is chattering away and questioning away and just almost seemed to amp up about ten steps once we got through the initial awakening and we're getting into the realization. So a lot of challenges the in the mind. The mind has a hard time not wanting to interfere. Uh, a very hard time. And yeah. it, ultimately it will. And it's not about um, annihilating the mind. It's a, the mind will catch up. The mind will adjust. It's actually, in a way, beautifully flexible. Find but, that new role. As yeah, but right now it's chattering away. Yeah. Uh, the emotions, uh, emotionally. Wow, did you ever have one of those days where you just started crying for absolutely no reason, no reason whatsoever, and then you're like, "Oh, what's wrong with me?" And then your mind gets involved in your body. It's what like, was it? "Yeah, what's wrong with me?" <laughs> it has a profound effect on our relationships with our with our families. I'm trying not to be funny, but you're hysterical. <laughs> with uh, our families, with our with our careers, uh, mm. with our human goals, so. Everything is kind of turned upside down, and sometimes it's easy to forget why we're doing this. Sometimes very easy to forget. Fortunately, we've got Crimson Circle, we've got each other, we have Chambra, and together – and I really mean this in the most intimate way – is together we're going through this journey. It's a very, very personal journey, but at least we can laugh together. and. Party together and cry allow together it, allow and, it, allow and allow it, together. Say, well, the role of Crimson Circle, and by the way, Crimson Circle was never planned. It just kind of happened. It, it, it was almost like it was thrown in all of our laps, and it, we spent many years just trying to catch up with it. Jeff, it was a creation that you allowed, that we allowed, and we have spent every day just trying to keep up with it. And, it just and grows and expands in growing so many and ways. changing. Yeah. Always, always, always. Well, Crimson Circle is here more than anything to provide a safe space. That's so important in this realization, having the safe space to provide inspiration and guidance, uh, particularly with the messages that we have from Adamus, but also just what we share with each other. So uh, it's we were trying to de define it and what, what, what do we really do? And it's like we together create safe spaces. And then we have the inspiration and guidance. But there's no one telling us how to do it. There's no um, levels or, or tests. But it's truly a safe space for your sacred journey, for your sacred journey and personal realization in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. And I put a little asterisk by that uh, because I misspelled lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, I thought you did that on purpose. <laughs> no, I There's did not. There's not some explanation for lime time? No. <laughs> oh, my God. That's why I thought the asterisk was there. Well, it is lime time. If anybody has some margaritas, uh, we'll just forget about it. That's all a the... typo? That's a typo. I saw the asterisk and I thought, well, that, okay, I won't tell him. I, okay, lime time. He's going to explain that. No, that's uh, definitely a typo. Um, is, and is what that, I meant, were the you reason, looking at the bottle of tequila when you said the that? The <laughs> reason for the, for the asterisk is to say that we, again, we've said we want to do it in this lime time. <laughs> it's really what it's like. This is a lime time. You know, a lime can be really bitter, but it can also taste pretty good, depending what you mix Especially it with. Especially in that margarita. <laughs> so I think we have a new term. <laughs> I, that typo was not there this morning. I swear that Yet? Adama's changed okay, it. Okay, Adama's changed it, sure. Well, oh and I think God. all of you know that Crimson Circle, as an as a organization and a group, we don't have any rules. Uh, there, are, there are no rules. There's encouragements to eat chocolate and drink wine, but there's no rules in this. The only thing that Adamus ever really speaks out against, uh, and that he's kind of got a thing about, is these um, only one thing. mood drugs, antidepressants, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. those type of things. He says uh, just the, the, what it does to the mind and the spirit is just a little overwhelming, so he encourages us not to do that. Uh, and it's not a hard and fast rule, but he says it's really not a good idea. You're just going to you're going to basically hypnotize the mind into a very, very, very deep state of kind of um, delusion, and it's going to be hard to get out of. So it's about the only thing. But otherwise, there's no rules. We don't have levels. Uh, you're not required to take certain classes and renew things year after year. This is really weird drinking from this. Um, uh, there's we don't oh, even I have. Oh, I think you look good. We don't even have uh, membership. It's it just it it happens, and I think that's the way it should. And really, that's kind of the kind of the definition to me of a new energy business model or organizational model. No rules, no memberships. Allow it to be what it's going to be. And, and really, it's quite frankly, it's pretty unique. Uh, you know, whether it's in the business world or the spiritual organization world, what we all do together as Crimson Circle is pretty unique. That's for sure. The core guidance that uh, we have, that most of it came from Tobias. Core meaning it's kind of like basic. It's like uh, we think that these these things are so good, uh, so. Important, core but not support. required. But not required. Their support. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we tell people this over and over again. If you want to do anything, uh, sexual energy school really teaches you about energy feeding, about the imbalance between masculine and feminine energy, and uh, really about ultimately about how to love yourself, about how to really truly love yourself. Well, and the sexual energy schools gives you such a. Uh, clear perspective on how energy works and what it looks like when it's abused. And I have to say that as time goes on and we see the craziness in the world, I found this material to be so helpful and mm. supportive in actually allowing me to see how to stand back from it and to be more of an observer and not get caught in it or sucked into it. And I really, really appreciate what I gained from that material. And again, these are not requirements, but when people say, well, kind of where should I start or you know, what should I take? And it's like, boy, sexual energy school will change your life. Single most. Uh, aspectology also was amazing. It teaches you 
helps you to understand how you create uh, aspects uh, of yourself, some that are very what we call integrated, but some that are very um, uh, dissociated. Uh, they, they don't like you so much, even though they're your creations. And those two schools were both done by Tobias. Like uh, and, and just phenomenal. It's core uh, material. Very core. Absolute core. Everyone has this, this uh, where we create these aspects and they play roles. And at the point that you can really create this safe space and, and feel clear about identifying that and bringing that back, it's very, very empowering. Absolutely. And, and for me, uh, one of the uh, beauties was Dreamwalker Death. One of the best. Um, there's a whole Dreamwalker series, but I love Death because it gave me such a different perspective of death. And really, uh, death is one of the last hurdles or last barriers of enlightenment, of realization. Because as long as a person still has the fear of death and wondering what happens after death, it's going to really hold you back uh, in, in terms of allowing because there's that death phantom that's there that so you keep up barriers when adamus did this uh dreamwalker death course it gave me such a different perspective oh my god amazing and and rich and you know so much of it when you grow up and and what you learn about death is really unknown it tends to be either you're going to go to hell type stuff or you know or some bliss in any place and there's nothing that like dreamwalker death that has ever given me the a broader perspective of how how life is created, what is created after death, and it, it was again stunning information. My life will never be the same for it. So we consider these the core courses, and of course, not anything that people are required to take. But I I do want to make a note that people will say at times, well, I got this energetically. You probably did to a degree, but unless you're actually in the physical, mental, uh, real-life experience of it, um, I don't think it's quite as um, uh, deep or, or inwardly revealing. Uh, and I would just absolutely recommend to anyone take these courses if you take nothing else. They're, they're beautiful and they have such a profound effect. They've been endured for many, many, many years now. Uh, then the next thing is what we call evolving guidance. You know, we've got these core classes, um, two from Tobias, one from Adamus, and then kind of the more contemporary materials in the Adamus area uh, era, uh, the ones we're currently actively doing, quantum allowing, uh, which we talked about a little earlier today, but it's how to allow, I mean, on a quantum level, a level you might not have ever imagined before. Jeff, you were trying to say how that how how that's personally affected you. What? what well, and and I just say that it's uh, by doing the quantum allowing or any form of allowing, it's really the most authentic thing you can do for yourself. You can't hide. You can't BS yourself. You can't play games when you're truly allowing. You feel like in allowing, you feel like you're kind of falling into into nothingness. Uh, or I, I felt that way. I had a really profound experience with that a little while back. And I talked to Adamus. I said, why did I feel like I was falling? And he said, you weren't falling. Everything was leaving. All the old junk it was going away. So it just kind of felt like I was falling. But it is truly the most authentic thing, at least I've done for myself. Well, and he says that the ultimate tool on the journey right now. Absolutely. Amio Retreat, uh, we've only actually done 
once, I believe, but it's about living the amyo life, living in grace and ease. And we'll continue to do that. But I, I love that course because it's like, why? Of course, yes, live in grace and ease. Easy to say, but a little bit different when you actually try to do it. Especially when you're at Costco and they're doing the samples. Whew. Uh, <laughs> Then there's the threshold, which uh, we limited to a small group, about 25 people. Very, very, very intense, uh, great energy. It's not a fun class. So people break their legs and their ankles and have all sorts of bad experiences, but it's really good. <laughs> it's a very deep and personal experience, and it's the kind of event that if you really, really have the chutzpah, the cojones, whatever it takes to really be there, and you cannot hide at that event. Every person is invited to have a ex deeply personal experience. And then Kasama, which actually we haven't done yet, but uh, knowing what's going to come out of it, knowing that it's really about allowing the soul's destiny, allowing what's going to happen. Uh, enlightenment or realization isn't really anything you work towards. You don't have to effort into. Uh, it's about letting it come, letting, allowing it. It's already happened, and now it's realizing it. And then the other one that uh, we really like is Consciousness Unleashed, and it's about going way beyond the mind, outside of the realms of the mind, going very multidimensional. Again, none of these courses are things anybody has to take. They're offerings, they're guidance, they're support. And one of the things that Linda and I love about the, any of the workshops uh, is just the gathering. It's just being together with the people and sharing, and we just love that part. And, and absolutely, Jeff. And also, this thing that it just keeps us just stunning me is that as this energy keeps evolving, as each of us keeps evolving, so does your experience, my experience with the material, kind of whatever it is, that experience keeps mm. expanding with us. That's amazing. I mean, it's really amazing to observe it, and I'm sorry for using the word amazing, but I don't have a better word. I'll work on it. Please do email Linda with better words than amazing. <laughs> uh, ongoing guidance comes from a uh, beautiful, beautiful program we talked about earlier, Kihak. Uh, it's a, it's a year-long program. You could say it's like a year with Adamus. He's not only with you during the uh, two sessions that we have each month, He's with you all the time. Those who have taken uh, Can you Kihak handle that? said that it would they feel like actually Absolutely. He gets so close and personal and warm with them. Uh, after we had done uh, Kihak the first year or two, there's people who said, I just want to keep going with it. And so we created Kihak Life, which is once a month. And I would say the most cutting edge, the most amazing materials come out in Kihak Life or Kihak. Mm -hmm. uh, some of it comes through in the channels later on, but uh, it's, it's really in, extremely intense and beautiful. Well, I think it's because of the focus, yeah. the ongoing focus with a fixed group. So that's kind of uh, the lay of the land in terms of saying, you know, what are we doing? How are we uh, facilitating? How are we putting together this guidance? And the one thing I, I know is that we love creating opportunities, spaces, whatever, interdimensional opportunities where you or all of us can have our personal experiences. Uh, Linda and I and, and the staff don't sit here pretending to be any further ahead or further behind in that matter either. <laughs> but uh, We're all kind of 
in this with together, you. but in a very, very personal uh, experience. We love it, and we love this uh, creating safe spaces so you can have your personal experience. This comes through the workshops and mirabs and the web pages and the uh, angelic houses like this new um, um, game, room. game room, master's house, the shouds and tours and uh, what we do in the studio. But it's about creating the safe space, co-creating it with you, so then you can be here and have your personal experience. And we see this happening all the time, whether we're cruising down the Nile, whether we're uh, in Australia on the beach or somewhere in beautiful uh, Europe or right here in the studio. It's about our job as Crimson Circle is to provide that space. Not, not the teachings, not the directions, not the daily regimens, because uh, that doesn't work for true masters, but say, we'll co-create with you that safe space so you can have your personal experience. And we love doing it. Uh, it's possible because we have incredible support from Crimson Circle Angels, the translators, the web hosts, uh, the workshop hosts, and a truly amazing staff who uh, sometimes it's like I can't uh, imagine how they, how they handle it because the requirements of what we do are always changing. But they're That's always That's an understatement. Always <laughs> It's adjusting. always something. Always something. And it's really funny because you can watch a staff will say something, something new will come up, and they'll go, Okay, I yeah. think we can do it. Um, and the, the beautiful thing is that individually and very personally, uh, all of us are allowing realization in this lifetime. And it's really an honor and a joy for Linda and myself and the staff to be on this journey with all of you. And again, we're all doing it in our own way, but we're kind of going along creating these safe spaces for all of us to have our experiences. I like the point that we're all doing it in our own way, and that's so important that I, I don't, I'm not in a position to tell you how to do it or anyone else how to do it. We're here for you to do it in your way. And together we really do all create community. It doesn't mean we're all going to live in a commune, but we create community, whether it's online or at a gathering, and through that it really helps with the clarity. This is a very, very difficult, challenging, but beautiful allowing into realization. Uh, but to do it without uh, all of you, to do it without uh, the um, Adamas and some of the others, uh, to do it without the staff, wouldn't have the clarity to it. You know, Adamas said that he didn't care if it was just five. <laughs> and when I first heard that, I was kind of annoyed with him. But kinda. Well, kinda. But the bottom line is, I get what he means. And you know, we're sitting here in the studio with people listening, thousands of people listening from all over the world. But the truth is, it isn't a gigantic group on a world standard. It is a very small and intimate group of people that are connecting to this, that are listening online, and connecting with us all over the world. But it is a stunning group, and you can feel it. All you have to do is take a deep breath and you can feel it. So whether it was back in the times of Yeshua, where we first created this thing called Chambra, uh, or in the contemporary times, we've always been good at creating spaces, creating the safe space, so that we can just allow, and uh, allow this realization. So um, 
we, we do a lot of things. We have courses and classes and products and all the rest of that, but at the end of the day, it's really just about being together in that safe space, taking a deep breath, having a good laugh, and allowing. You need a sense of humor. You need a sense of humor. So with that, okay, I'm ready for Adamas. Are you? Yeah, yeah, he's ready. He oh, was, I heard him. He would, No, 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 he was waiting quietly in the wings. He's, was he? Yes, I want to see how Grasshopper is going to do this. <laughs> so, and I, and I, love, I love Adamas. It took me a while to get used to Adamas, but I love it because uh, he's, he's not telling us what we have to do. He's not, he doesn't have all these different requirements and anything like that. He's just, he's kind of, as he says, he's a, he's a great distractor and uh, uh, information, of course, and some entertainment, but he knows exactly what's happening while we're here, whether you're on the internet or sitting here in Louisville, Colorado, he knows exactly what's happening. We're just taking a deep breath and letting that realization come through. My dear, some breathing and then some beautiful music with Yoham. So, okay. Yoham's getting ready. I invite each of us to get ready, to just take the deep breath and feel Adamus and his entourage, all of them. Take that deep breath and feel the energy. Whether you're here in this room physically or just with all that you are listening in, watching, take the good deep breath. It's the breath of presence, the breath of radiance. Breathe and open to this experience, allowing the energy to flow, to breathe with it to be with it, opening all your senses, human, divine. Breathe with the spirit of you. Breathe with feeling and allowing. And as you breathe, opening your senses, I invite you to listen to the music. Breathe it and feel it. Allow yourself to go and flow with all that you are. Relaxing to your being I'm you 
I am that I am, Adamus of Sovereign Domain. How about a little honoring of our dear friends? Beautiful music, beautiful music. So, dear Shambra, where do we begin? Where do we begin? Let's begin at the end. For me? Wow. Moi? Ooh. Tuna oh, fish tuna. sandwich. Oh. Mm, with <laughs> chips, pickles. Um, we'll come back in an hour for the rest of the shout. Thank you, my dear. My pleasure. I have just a little bite here. So classy. So classy. Mmm. Human food. Mmm. Here, here, go ahead. Mm, mm, mm. No. Nope. You um, missed out on the tuna. No, I need I need a table with a tablecloth and the appropriate chair. A, a, a candle, some wine, of course. And a beautiful lady. Oh, oh you just won me. Let's let's start at the end. Uh, let's start at the end with this, because that's kind of where things are going. It's really boring, always starting at the beginning and going to the end. So let's go to the end and see what the hell happens. <laughs> the end of this. You've got a lot of residue all over you. You're like uh, kind of like a really dirty windshield that needs a good cleaning. You get so used to looking out through the windshield. You don't even realize how dirty it is until it gets cleaned, and then, amazing, I can see again. Oh, that's kind of where you're at. You're dirty. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Just residue, all energy residue. I know you've gone through a lot of don't, not my sandwich. I didn't me. touch it. I was just trying to make I, it accessible for you. Okay. You need the wine right now? We're going to do a mirab, and I'm going to be um, eating Nibble. during the mirab. So, like dear Shambra, where were we? Oh, you're dirty. You've got <laughs> energy residue on you. Now, you've done a tremendous amount of releasing. Oh, the releasing has gone on for years and years and years and years and years. And actually, that's a very short time, considering the accumulation of beliefs and thoughts and wounds and everything else that needed to be released. Stripping away, like, uh, like they say, the uh, layers of an onion, just one after the other. You've done a good job with stripping. Not you personally. <laughs> I must be channeling somebody over here. <laughs> You've done a good job with releasing those layers and layers, and, and it hasn't been easy. It hasn't been easy because, well, there's a concern. What if you take the next layer off? How raw and vulnerable are you going to be? There's also a certain comfort with having those old layers and wounds. A certain comfort in oh, feeling the victim. There is. I, I, I've had it myself. There's still a little bit of that energy here, but you've released most of that, which is good, and that's why we can be doing what we are now. But there's still some residue. 
that we want to clean off. We're going to do that today. That residue is actually still attracting similar situations in your life. Just a little bit of residue, a little bit of that old residue on you, a little bit of that victim energy, a little bit of that fear energy. For some of you in here, I'm not looking at anybody in particular, but the the darkness, the darkness energy. (laughs) Um, Okay. Every one of you has played with the darkness. It's just part of growing up. You played with the darkness. Uh, it's also very sensual, the darkness, very sexual. A lot of power in the darkness. One would almost wonder, why would I even want to go to the light? There's, no, there's no, none of that big energy in light. It's in the darkness. There is tremendous power. Tremendous seduction. Yeah. So it's no wonder you still have some of that residue. By the way, you do grow up and learn that there's no need for power. That's when you really release some of that old darkness stuff. I'm not looking at anyone. Uh, but you, you watching online, yeah, you. You know I'm talking about you right now. Yeah, it's you. Ah. So. We're going we're gonna to cleanse some of that today. Oh, we're going to have a very nice mirab. Oh, yeah, with some beautiful world-class music, and we're going to release some of that. Uh, we're going to do it effortlessly, beautifully. As Calder and Linda were saying before, you, my friends, one thing you're really good at, all of you, when you gather together, is creating safe spaces on your own. You're not so good. <laughs> They're not. They're not, not, not really that good at personally creating your safe space, because you always bring your junk into it. But when somebody invites you to co-create safe space, you're very polite. You leave your junk in your unsafe space, and you come to the safe space. You should all be laughing right now hysterically. <laughs> have I touched a nerve? I guess we're going to have really? a really long cleansing session. Together you're good uh, at creating safe spaces. Uh, the opportunity, like right now, pretty safe in here until I start walking around. Pretty, pretty safe. You can just relax into your enlightenment here. Uh, as, as a matter of fact, did anyone notice as the music was playing in? Something very different here today. Different in the room. Did anybody notice? Not my tuna fish sandwich, but <laughs> oh, very, very different dynamic. I'll talk about in a bit. But let's go back to the to the uh, ending. Uh, we're gonna really let that residue get cleaned off, and then we're gonna let that charisma shine, that light shine, that light that's in you right now, but kind of holding back. I'm not quite sure, you know, what that light is. Not quite sure if you're ready to let it out. Tell you this: if you don't let it out this year, I mean now, right now, it's going to get so uncomfortable. It's going to be miserable. So you're kind of at that point of either do it or die. Uh, Doing, trying, (laughs) not die, die, but you know, I'm just using the human saying: do it or suffer like hell. Oh, maybe I'm putting it a little too strong. Just do it 
or be annihilated. No, that oh. it just doesn't sound well, right. Well, that was better. I, I, uh, how can I soften that? You want a I can't. I, I, how can I be more clear? It's time to shine your light. It's time to let that charisma come out. Otherwise, your body's going to ache and your mind's going to get all messed up like it already is, and it's just going to be miserable. And then you'll finally let the light out, and then you'll say, Why didn't you tell me that sooner? So let's take a good deep breath with that. So one could say, in an interesting way, that we've already done the cleansing. We've already gotten rid of that residue, that residue that, you know, it's that thing that causes you to keep having the same experiences over and over because that residue is like a magnet. It keeps attracting the same types of people, the same experiences. Even though you're saying to yourself, but I'm going to, I'm going to be enlightened, I'm going to be in high consciousness. But it's still that sticky stuff that keeps bringing the same old experiences. So let's place our consciousness in the cleanse, in the releasing of all that residue. Whew! Wow! Something changed in the room. We're at the beginning of the shout now. Did you notice something really different here today? Yeah, you already released the residue. Thank you. <laughs> One loaned but powerful voice from the back of the room. <laughs> and my point is this. It's already happened. That's why it felt different going into this when we started, when the music was playing. That's why something different happened. We didn't have to take the linear path to get there. It was already there. I expect more and more and more of that in your life. You don't have to be pedaling the bike down the road of life anymore. Uh, as Tobias said years ago, you're stationary. Now everything moves. Everything comes to you. Wow, what a concept. Can you really allow it? Yes. Yeah. Three voices. Three voices this time. We're getting better. Good. I'm going to tell a little bit of a story that I told at Quantum Allowing, but I wanted to state it for all of Shampra. Shortly before Tobias left in 2009, he left to reincarnate back here on Earth. And by the way, Sam has been getting much more active in the Crimson Circle activities. And um, we'll have to pause here for a moment until the future meets the present and my coffee is promptly delivered. One would think by now, one would think. Even though I'm just an Ascended Master who's taught more Ascended Masters than any other Ascended Master, one would think the coffee would magically appear. Come on, you got tuna fish, pickles, no. and potato chips, and you're still whining? But how am I to eat that without coffee? Diet Coke. Oh. With Splenda. Oh. 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 And would you look at this? Now, really. I said you're good at creating safe spaces when you're together, but somebody on their own, when they weren't in the safe space, created a, a, a candle holder, a crystal candle holder, and they placed a plastic cup atop of it, like I was going to drink swill, which is in here, from this. Here, I'll Have trade. Have more respect for uh, a trade with you. And a, pro uh, a proper. A there proper mug, yes. There you go. Uh, 
Mm. Okay, now are you done complaining? Yes, and by the way, for giving me the finger before, <gasps> oh! I saw it, I saw it. I now cover you with all of the residue from everyone here and online to you. Meat. I'm not sure if that translates. I don't think we need to go down that road right now. So now, where were we? Ah, ah I was going to tell a touching story, but you got distracted. Uh, now I got distracted. So yes, Tobias, 2009, ready to come back to Earth, to incarnate back to Earth, and he said to me, he said, Saint Germain. Someday you will learn to love Chambra as much as I do. Mm. He truly, truly loved all of you in the deepest way. Uh, he truly wanted to take all of your problems, all of your weaknesses, insecurities away, but he knew he couldn't. Truly loved you. And when he said this to me, it, it touched me deeply. And then I felt into you. <laughs> I felt into this group, amazing group, uh, if nothing else, truly committed, maybe obsessively committed to your enlightenment. Uh, but that's good. I felt into it, and I knew we were, I knew we were going to have some good times together, and we were going to have some tough times. I knew that I would have to use just about everything. I had in my bag of uh, – well, not bag of tricks, but bag of realization uh, – pull out just about everything, because you have all been through just about everything. You've been through lifetimes in the religious orders and the mystery schools and the churches. You've been abused in every way you could imagine and been an abuser in just about every way. So I knew I had to use just about everything, ranging from um, provocation to a downright uh, – some of you getting angry with me. Not so much when we're together like this, but you know who you are. I'm not looking at anyone except you online watching in. <laughs> but anger and entertainment and distraction and also really getting into some of the, the core energies uh, with the mirabs, with the, with the deep a safe space. So it is, my friends, that I started working with you and realized truly how committed you were, and, and confused at times, but truly committed that it was going to be done. The other beauty uh, was that I realized that you weren't going to just take things at face value. You were going to be discerning. Uh, even with me, you were going to uh, always, always go back to whether it felt right for you or not. And no matter what I said, no matter what I did, that there was a high, high level of integrity and discernment. It's made a huge difference. We've come a long way in a relatively short time. I know to you it doesn't seem like a short time, but it, it truly is. And true to Tobias's words, I, I have learned to love you dearly and beyond. I have tremendous respect 
for each and every one of you for what you're doing. It's not easy. It's not easy. It would almost be easier in a way to just leave the physical body, just go, rather than to keep in this, um, in this state of limitation. Almost easier to say, you know, I, I went beyond what I thought I was going to be able to do in this lifetime, and now whew, it's getting a little hard, so I'm just going to check out and I'll come back later. I'll let somebody else take the lead. But you haven't done that. You've stuck with it. And I realize how difficult, confusing, agonizing, and beautiful it is. So, my friends, I say that because I also know that this is, this is the year of realization in varying degrees and varying ways, but at least glimpses of it, and at least tangible experiences with it. doesn't necessarily mean that suddenly you're going to know everything, and, which is not enlightenment whatsoever, but you're going to have those breakthroughs and glimpses that are so important, so important, because once you have that, you know it's possible. You know it's real. Once you have that true breakthrough in consciousness, then you know you can have it again and again and again. Then you start realizing you can have that full consciousness state, and you can also have the human limited state. They can, they can be together. You can still experience human life in the way you've always kind of wanted to, and still be very conscious and, and realized and divine together. Uh, together and separate, but you can walk this planet as a master, and you can enjoy this planet as a human. This is the year of realization for each and every one of you, uh, and not just it's not about this calendar year, but now is the time for that realization. You paid all the dues. You've taken all the classes. You've done all the suffering, and now is the time. Something has shifted uh, in you, in the planet. Something continues to shift with this thing we call the New Earth. The realization that the New Earth can be here on this Earth. Maybe the old Earth doesn't even recognize it or know what it is, but you do, and that's what's important. It's the year of realization in a way that maybe you might not have expected, and it may come to you when you least expect it. It may come when you're sitting here at a shout. It may come when you're walking in the park. Uh, it may come in the middle of some turmoil. But you'll start having these breakthroughs. You'll start understanding what consciousness is. I use the term a lot, consciousness. It's awareness. It's where you place your um, realization. It's where you place your awareness. It's where you place yourself. It's an interesting word. It's been used for ages, and still not many people really understand it, because ultimately consciousness is an experience. 
And that's what you're going to have this year, a realization, an experience with it, beyond words. It will be something very personal and intimate. It won't be about God and the angels coming down. It, it'll be you and you. And in that experience, in that breakthrough, you're going to realize things about yourself that are so expansive. Uh, beautiful is not even close to accurate. It's so glorious. And you're going to realize that that was always there, always there. It, it's a very strange feeling. I know from my own personal experiences and, and working with the other, um, I call them Ascended Masters, but it's a very strange experience because in this moment of realization, it's like you say, I know it was always there. Even though I didn't realize it, I know it was always there. It was like uh, something that was in the shadows, always present with you, but suddenly is illuminated. And it's you. It's the real you. It's the amazing you. It's a very strange experience to well, if I, oh, if I knew it was there, it was so familiar, if I knew it was there, why didn't I realize it before? What was keeping me from that? Why didn't I just allow it? There's a lot of reasons for that. One could say that the free self, the realized self, which you might call from the future, but it's really not, that realized self, was allowing you, the human, to go through your experiences, which are its experiences, not for the sake of lessons or evolution, but just for the sake of experience. It was allowing itself to have a deep experience in being a human. And therefore, there was this kind of artificial separation between the human and the divine. And could you imagine the divine also in this moment of cosmic realization of itself, the divine also going, I didn't quite realize what I was going through as a human. It was always there. The experiences were always there, but I didn't really realize it. So it's this beautiful realization by all parts of self. And you'll have this experience in different forms. I'm telling you that right now. You will have this experience, because you're ready. You're absolutely ready. And I'm talking to everyone here in this room, but also watching in. And this experience, this breakthrough or breakthroughs, are also very difficult, because you're going to feel like you get pulled back into a limited reality. You're going to feel like you're pulled back into mass consciousness, and, and you will be in many ways. You're going to try to grab onto that experience and replicate it, do it again. You, you can't make it happen. It just does. And it's going to lead to a, a degree of depression, anxiety, coffee, <laughs> and that's when you laugh. It's going to be very hard to laugh, but that's when you laugh. You're going to want that experience again. You're going to, once you've tasted that freedom, 
nothing else is going to suffice. Once you've tasted that part of yourself, one could call it perhaps the love of self, it's very hard to go back into a limited human consciousness. And there's going to be depression, anger, um, over-attempting to recreate the experience. Let's say that you have the experience while you're out fishing. It's a beautiful summer day, and you're, you're out fishing like masters like to do, and you have this experience, and it's one of these things that is even hard to put into words. And you go back to the shore, you go back to your house, you go back to your life, and you get all depressed, because suddenly you feel like everything's getting contracted or constricted again. So what do you do? Well, you go out the next day in the boat. <laughs> and and row out there and start fishing again. It's like, damn it, where's my, where's my realization? Almost thinking that it was the boat or the fish or the fishing pole or uh, whatever. Uh, you can't recreate it that way. What you can do is realize that once the breakthrough occurs, I mean the real realization. I know you've all had degrees of it, but this will. Uh, transcend anything you've experienced before. Once you have this experience, there is that inner knowingness that it's there. It's real. It's not just talk anymore. It's not just uh, us getting together like this uh, once a month. It's, it is so real. And that's the time where you take a couple of good deep breaths and you just allow. It will cycle back, so to say. It's uh, oversimplifying it, but you have this breakthrough realization, this amazing, ah, this part of me was always there, the the love and the compassion and the ease. Uh, You have that breakthrough, and you go back to your human life. That You could say that breakthrough kind of does this interesting spiral. I'm oversimplifying it, but an interesting spiral up to your divinity and then back down again. You've got these spiraling, beautiful energies going, and they're going to meet again and again and again and again. And then sometime, at some point, they're just going to stay connected. They're going to stay in consciousness with each other. That's when you'll have this big smile on your face, kind of a dumb smile. You know, masters have dumb smiles. You know, because they can. It's just okay. dumb smile. You're going to have that big dumb smile on your face, and you're going to know that you are realized, that you are the I am. You can still play human. And that's the amazing thing. You realize these other masters, you never got a chance to stick around and still play human. You can, you can play limited and know that you're really not. You can play uh, uh, poor me and know that you're really not. You can play the absolute amazing creative being, human being, uh, and, and you are, but you're also divine. You can play anything you want. That's why, that's why I'm waiting for my book to come out, Active Consciousness. 
waiting for that to come up because it's you'll really understand then. It's just an act of consciousness. You can act. Can you imagine acting any way you want and not worried about getting stuck in it? Not not thinking you're just faking it, but you're just playing with consciousness. Maybe that's the subtitle of the book that hasn't come out yet. Playing with consciousness. It's amazing. Amazing. Here's a tissue for your issue. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the tissue to write Calder a note and say to finish the cover. So, dear Shambhala, let's take a deep breath with that. Yes, I have come to love you dearly. And this is the year where we're going to start realizing. It's either that, or I'll tell you right now. One of the, if we don't start realizing now, either you're going to leave out of frustration and disgust uh, with me or with yourself. Either you're going to leave because you just are so ready, you don't, you don't, want, to, you don't want to hold back anymore. Either you're going to leave, or I'm going to leave. That's a promise. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. And actually, that's the good news. <laughs> because if you're not coming into conscious realization, let's say this year, let's say for the next 12, up until Valentine's Day next year, that's a little over a year, if you're not, I don't feel I've done my job of beating you enough. <laughs> of entertaining you, of doing whatever. I don't feel I've done my job. I don't feel that, that I've showed you who you really are. So I would leave if there's not realizations. Now, doesn't mean every one of you, just five, <laughs> just five. So please, please, five, come forward. Come on. Let's, let's start a campaign. Uh, keep Adamas on board campaign. So I need five. That's funny in my book. So I, I think that's a, good, that's a good commitment to make to each other right now. By February next year, we'll mark this date, either you're going to have left or I'm going to have left, or we're going to have realization. What does leaving look like? Uh, like this. Hang on a second. Would you turn off the lights and shut down the internet? <laughs> Fair enough. Fine. <laughs> so, and and now, I'm not a betting man or a betting master unless I know I'm going to win. Never place a bet unless you know you're going to win. So that should tell you something about what I know about the future. I'm, I'm not a psychic. Uh, I'm not predicting. I'm already there. Yeah, it's February 14th, 2016. Psst. did a good job. <laughs> So let's continue. This is the. Uh, <laughs> this is the. By, by the way, it's so beautiful. I, I want you all to start doing that. 
you, you think of the future as something that hasn't happened yet. Crap, it's already happened. It, it really is how do you want to arrange the elements? There's elements of life, little you know, energy elements and variables and things, actions and reactions and consequences. Uh, but they're just like um, pieces for a game board. You can arrange them any way you want. You don't have to arrange them in linear order uh, from today to tomorrow to next week, next month. No, scramble them up. Bring the future right here, right now. It's absolutely possible. It's so fun when you can play that way. This is the year of consciousness, as I talked about in Pronost. Eh, it's every year is the year of consciousness, actually. But it sounds good. It's a nice title. This is the year of consciousness, but so was last year. But this is really the year of consciousness. Well, actually, it is, because last year was year of consciousness, and then there was some consciousness, so this year is really – this is the year of super-consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> quantum, quantum, su quantum super high octane consciousness, and it is. Why? Why? Because a I said so, and, and because you said so, and you know this is a, a beautiful thing to understand. Wherever you put your consciousness, reality is created. Where there was no where, – where nothing existed before, suddenly reality comes because consciousness is there. So if one says, yeah, this is a year of consciousness, then it is. You see, it's that simple. It's that simple. If you say, this is a year for my breakthrough, then it is. It's where you put your consciousness, your awareness. Suddenly, if as I'm talking here, I said, "Yeah, I'm going to leave if you don't like have a breakthrough, or you're going to leave, and then I have nobody to talk to." And you see, what I'm doing is I'm putting consciousness there. There was a void, kinda, and we just filled it, and now we just dive into it and and enjoy it, love it. So when I say it's the your consciousness, well, maybe it wasn't ten minutes ago. But it's going to be now, because consciousness is there. You can take an absolute void, a nothing, a space of nothing, not even a space. You put consciousness in there, and it comes to life. How do you think Earth was created? Do you think little butterflies came here from the angelic families and sprinkled their little butterfly dust? Well, kind of, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> They, they had some help from the unicorns, of course, and <laughs> no, what happened is it's like, wow, we need a place, a place uh, that's real different than any other place we've been. We need a place where we can really act out in a really bizarre, odd, strange, screwed-up manner. So let's all put our consciousness in this weird place. And, and there wasn't a weird place before that, and suddenly weird place happens. It's called Earth and, and the universe. And suddenly it, it, it came to be. Didn't take any energy. Didn't take any energy. Didn't take any power. It didn't take legions of angels. It didn't take God. Nah, 
Yeah, it just took a couple of us hanging around and saying, you know, let's go on a discovery journey. Let's just put our consciousness in planet weird and then let it happen. And it's amazing. Consciousness poof, suddenly created a universe just like that. It was actually seven days, six days, and I took the seventh off. <laughs> and guess what? So did you. So did you. We just, ah, oh, let's rest on this day. Yeah. <laughs> just trying to see who's awake, who's not. So we put the consciousness, and then, and then we backed off. And that's, that's partly where, where humans, you get in trouble. So you put your consciousness somewhere, and suddenly, without energy, without power, it's just awareness, that's all. Just like, oh, yeah, weird planet. Uh, awareness. Consciousness is there, and then it starts flourishing. That's when you back away. That's a good creator creates and then frees the creation. Why? Because, because then it continues to expand. It continues to be the ultimate expression of the Creator in a way that the Creator might not have been able to imagine on their own. You create something? Uh, it's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, creating is beautiful. You create something like Planet Weird, and then you back away. And, and you watch as your own Creator energies continue to expand, continue to express back to you, the Creator, in ways that are unlimited, in ways that maybe you couldn't have even imagined. Imagination and creativity, the kind of together, are such that they keep expanding. Yeah. Creativity isn't singular. It's not like you create a painting and that's it. It hangs on the wall. I mean, one would think so, but no, it continues to expand multidimensionally. That's why some of the great masters could actually paint in people into the paintings, trap them in there, trap their it's not their soul, but what they think was their soul, their energetic composition, and that painting it keeps expanding and expressing. I don't want to get into it now, but some of the world's greatest black magic has been performed in paintings and a little in music. Mm. Oh, so easy. So easy. Some people think they have to like, you know, do these uh, curses or things like that uh, and try to inflict uh, I'll do that again for the camera. Thank you. Yeah. This is your ascended master giving you the thumbs up. <laughs> Okay, now for a bite. So she brought me this. Uh, did you have anything to do with the tuna fish sandwich, Sandra? No, it's okay. Oh, then I'll safe eating it. Mmm. <laughs> mmm. Mm. Anybody want a bite? Yeah. Mm. Pass it around, but I'm going to save this for me. Mmm. Those of you watching, and just bear with me while I eat. Mm -hmm. No thanks. <laughs> Love you, but no. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, where were we? Great black magic with paintings. Now, don't go running home tonight to start painting your mother-in-law or your ex-wife in there. 
I, I know you, Shambra. I love you, but I know you. <laughs> so the fact is, wherever you – a creator, which you are, by the way. Remember that? We're creators. Yeah, you've forgotten it. But a creator creates something, anything, uh, no matter what it is, and, and uh, is, is um, blessed and, and loves. It's good to admire your own creations. Stop the humble act, you know, when you create something that's really good. It's, damn right it's good. Think about me. Damn right it's good. Yeah. <laughs> and then back away. That creation will continue expanding and creating multidimensionally and whatever else, but it doesn't stop because it's your little baby. It's your creation. Watch that. That's Tuna jumps still <laughs> right out of the sandwich onto your lap. The, the creation wants to continue to express back to the Creator, you, its joy, its limitlessness. Uh, it's, it wants to continue expressing back uh, its grace and its fullness, so it will continue growing or expanding, whatever you want to call it. It's an amazing thing about creation. It has a lot of implications when you stop for a moment and to feel into that. Everything you do is basically a creation. Whether it's created under hypnosis, in other words, old programming, it's still a creation, and it will still continue expressing back to you continue to grow. Now, let's bring consciousness into the equation, which generally it hasn't been. So suddenly you are a, a conscious creator. What does that mean? It means you're not just stumbling through your day, trying to get to the end of the day, because we're reversing it now anyway. The end of the day is going to happen before the beginning of the day. So instead of just stumbling through the day, going through the motions, trying to get to the end of the day, suddenly you become conscious. You become aware you're in a day. I mean, it seems simple, but most people don't realize that today is a day. Uh, in Quantum Allowing, I asked everyone to start their morning before they even get out of bed with, I exist. That's really one of the greatest things you could do for yourself. I exist. Before those feet hit the floor. Sounds good, right? I exist. You come into that knowingness and that clarity. Ah, wow, I'm a creator. I'm here. Sounds really simple, right? Yeah. And, and then you'll do it once and then forget. Yep. <laughs> yep. Why, why is that? Well, that's a whole nother shout, but well, I, I wonder sometimes. It's so easy. You, you realize how much time and energy you sp and consciousness you spend on your problems uh, out of, a, let's say, uh, average 16 hours of waking each day. How much time do you think in consciousness and energy is spent on your problems? 16. <laughs> Sart, 16. Um, yeah, you, I'll give you stuff more credit. Oh, Fifteen and a half. <laughs> uh, no, actually about – I would say realistically, about 60, 70 percent of the time, 
humans will spend their energy on problems. So why is it when I say start the day out with the simple I exist, not I exist, but I exist, and, and feel into it, that realization that you exist. I mean, that's, then that's the good news, isn't it? <laughs> oh. yeah. Yeah, maybe February 14th next year is not such a good <laughs> So how, how difficult it is to start your day with a simple I exist and feel it. It will absolutely change your perspective. Instead of spending 70 percent of your time on problems, time and, and consciousness, it'll start going down to 50, 40, 30, 20. You'll, you'll hover at about 15 or 20 percent of the time still going to problems, uh, not because you can't get rid of them, you don't want to get rid of them. No. Because, you know, you get down to that low percent, 15 percent of your time, energy, consciousness on problems. It's kind of fun, actually. It is. It's like, I'm just going to hang on to it. It's kind of like, uh, it's like a little self-abuse time each day. It's a little <laughs> flagellation. It's like, uh, like <sighs> but it's kind of fun. And then you could still relate to other people, and, and then you could tell yourself how good you are that you can get out of it. So you'll hang on to about 15 percent. And no, that's good. That's, that's fun. Uh, and it's such a change versus 70 percent of the time, energy, and consciousness going to problems. Have you ever <laughs> have you ever stopped for a moment? I have to answer my own question before I continue. No. Have you, <laughs> have you ever just stopped for a moment and said to yourself, you know, these problems, they just keep happening over and over again. Duh. Same problem, actually. Same problem. How many lifetimes? Same stinking problem. Same person, same, you know. I mean, we can talk openly, right? Maybe. This side of the room is okay. So, <laughs> but let's talk. Let's, let's say we're talking about other people, not you, of course. But don't they ever stop and say, well, these problems never end. These problems just keep going. People that I know, uh, I'm watching on, I'm not looking at anybody, but they've been married five, six times. <laughs> and you complain about it? I mean, I can understand you doing it just because you like the experience. But you complain about it then? And the problem is, is then I hear them talking in their mind, and they can't even remember the names of their ex exes. I mean, if I really force them, but to them it's just one great big complaint. It was one great big bad relationship. And some of them don't even realize they wake up in the morning, who's she? Uh, oh, oh, it's my fourth. Oh, okay. The amount of time and energy hi dear. The amount of time and energy that that goes to problems. Well, you could change it like that. Like that. With consciousness. 
with consciousness. So I, I want you to now look at yourselves. How, how much of uh, can you just give me uh, an I exist first thing in the morning before you get out of bed? Yeah. Yeah. You say that, but, but can you just give it to yourself, the I exist, before you get out of bed? It's not a magic formula, it's a realization. It's consciousness. I exist. Boom. Basic consciousness trumps everything else. You can wake up in the morning consciously, rather than the way you're doing it. It will absolutely change the day. You don't have to do anything besides that. You don't have to say it for 20 minutes. You don't have to do anything else. Just wake up in the morning and feel it. I exist. And then, then get up and go about your day. But observe how your day is lining up very, very different. You're lining up different. Your of consciousness is your of awareness. The awareness of your day, the awareness of the awareness. Consciousness is not a power nor an energy. It's simply awareness. And it's interesting because one would argue that well, humans must be aware. They have to be able to drive a car and write their name and remember their social security number and. Well, that's not awareness. That's all memorization. There's little or no awareness in there. They don't write their name with awareness. They just write their name. It's like, duh, just, you know, it's, it's rote. They do it over and over. This is the year of consciousness for you. It's a year of awareness. It's so simple. You don't really actually have to work on it. You just have to be aware of it. It changes everything. It's going to change the planet. Absolutely change the planet. As awareness comes more and more, and as we talked about in Pronost, there's going to be some who absolutely fight it. They don't want it. They don't want they don't want awareness, actually. Why would that be? Why would one not want awareness? Power, change, fear. Fear with awareness comes, well, awareness. <laughs> it comes realization, comes knowingness. And maybe there's a lot who don't want that, who fear it. What happens if I have to look at myself and I don't like what I see? I have an interesting question, uh, and Linda, I think it's time for the microphone here. An interesting question for you. On a scale of 1 to 100, 100 being the highest number, of course, and 1 being the lowest, where's human consciousness on a scale of 1 to 100? Just curious to see. Not, not your consciousness, but the planet's consciousness. Planets. 1 to 100. I'm going to go to an expert. Where's consciousness? Ah, 1 to 100. Where would you peg it? 25. I, I have a number and okay. Good. I don't know. I just got it. Okay, good. Excellent. Where is consciousness? One to a hundred. Now realize that humans have been on this planet for millions and millions of years. We've ten. Ten. Okay. We're going downhill quickly. <laughs> Two. Two. Jeez, Pete. For Pete's sake. <laughs> Pete's sake. Oh, Pete. Okay. Uh, two, ten, twenty-five. 
Do I hear? Do I hear? Five. Oh, she said five. Five. Wow. I am leaving next year. <laughs> Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay, we got hope coming back. Yeah, we got hope coming back. What's thirty? Thirty. The eternal optimist here. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I'm going to go up to 35. 35. Wow. Wow. Do I hear a 40? <laughs> okay, wait. Here, tuna sandwich just for Two, yeah. 40. 40. <laughs> That's what I thought. 40. Okay. At, at first, yeah. 40. Okay. Yeah. There's no right or wrong. There's my answer, though. Thank you. Thank you. A couple Anyone more. Else want a couple share? more. So we're, we're kind of between 2 and 40. 100, because we're already here now. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about humans out there. Not, the whole you, you think they're at 100? I am leaving, because and I'm not waiting until next year. We're I'm here going now. right now. We're going to the end now. <laughs> yes. Three. Oh, Pete, gosh, you increased by 50% in just two minutes. Amazing. 22.33. 22.33. Okay, that's good. You can you know, extrapolate that anymore? Point, point, point. Point, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, good. One more. I first thought 24. 24. Okay. Good. Interesting. Oh, one last one. One last one. One last one. It's just Sart. <laughs> 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 no, I'd say about 40. About a 40. Okay. Thank you. I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that one of you uh, didn't say it doesn't matter, because <laughs> it doesn't. But if my number actually is 26. Uh, 26. We, we just kind of crossed over the quarter point of 25. And, and there is no official number in the, in the other realms, but I, I take a measurement. I, I look at the true potential uh, for embodied living on this planet, for consciousness, before – I would say before something super-mega-quantum happens, that planet kind of goes off somewhere else. But under the, the current conditions of the planet, about a 26. I, 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 don't, I don't know if that's good news or bad news. I guess it's good news because we have a lot of growth room. <laughs> I, I guess it's – you look at it from a perspective of all these millions of years. How much longer is it going to take to get to, let's say, 60? If it took millions of years to get to 26? 35 years. <laughs> 35 more years yeah. to get to 60, mm -hmm. uh, and without major disruption on the planet. I didn't say that. Ah, ah okay. So I would, I would give it about a 26, in, in other words, to say that there's still a long way to go. But Linda is absolutely correct. It's not going to take millions <gasps> What was that? Oh my God, could, is that recorded? Can you play that for Jeff? For once. <laughs> today, Linda is absolutely correct. Because, as, I, as I've said many times before, consciousness begets consciousness. It's, uh, it's kind of a snowball effect, uh, and it just starts happening. So it's not going to take another three or four million years to get to 50. It could just be a matter of 10 years or 15 years, kind of doesn't matter ultimately. But just to give you kind of a, a concept of consciousness is actually kind of low. Uh, it, it really is. And it, 
it wanes, it, it goes up and down. There's been points where it could have been 14 gone to 20, back down to 8. Consciousness kind of comes and goes, but right now it's got a full head of steam on and with the embodied masters, uh, with you, uh, in a very conscious human state, it's going to accelerate quickly. Therein there's going to be problems because old systems simply won't be able to handle consciousness. Uh, and it's not like it's not necessarily about wars or anything like that, but old systems just won't be able to handle it. So it's going to mean people have to be very flexible, very adaptive. <coughs> and I will make a point here sooner or later, but the something interesting happened recently also with consciousness in your consciousness. At the quanta or at the Pronust event, we I talked about this Ascended Masters room. Once a month, gathering with the Ascended Masters was pretty significant. We really couldn't have done that before, two years ago, three years ago. First of all, the Ascended Masters, who are now uh, children for the most part, two, three, five, six, seven years old, weren't quite ready for that. You weren't quite ready for it. You would have gone into that room and started yakking away and started you know, coming a lot of macchio. But now we can do it. Now I see how you go into that Ascended Master's room on the full moon and you're just in that sweetness. You're just in that energy. Without all the chat and all the macchio and everything else, you could just be who you are in that place. Very beautiful. It was an important point also because these Ascended Masters, they have the bodies of small children, and in a way they have the, the, the heart uh, and the consciousness of a Master, but still the mind of a child. So they're going through a lot of adjustments, but they're at the point now where they can come in to each and every one of our gatherings. Uh, they weren't doing it before. But when I said earlier, did you notice something different today? They're in our gatherings now. They're not here to learn or to teach. They're here to be in this safe space so they can be so they can realize themselves. Now, their realization is going to be a little different than yours. Yours is about realizing your I amness. But they're coming in to realize their humanness in a way that they've never realized it before. So can you imagine the convergence of energies that are happening now? They're here. They're here, joining us for the shouts, and they'll continue to be here. You allowing the realization or the consciousness of your divinity, them allowing the realization of their humanity. Pretty, pretty impressive. Pretty amazing. Something definitely is different here. So let's take a deep breath and just feel into these, these ascended masters in little – it's hard to imagine sometimes a grand ascended master running around drooling and <laughs> snot coming from his nose and forgot to put his pants on or things like that. 
Oh, that's, that's, the, that's the mature ones. <laughs> Take a moment just to feel into that, how they join us. They're really looking to realize the humanity they never truly um, allowed in their lifetimes. What a convergence we have going on here. Now, one more thing, and then we'll get to our mirab. Mm. Mm. Ah, that's all you want, the mirabs. No, no. One more thing. I'm going to go on a bit of a God rant. And if you don't like God rants, <laughs> oh. go to sleep. Oh. And the reason why I am, this is the, the time of consciousness. And consciousness on the planet, the number 26 uh, consciousness, is a direct result of God, of God. Not that God is inflicting it, but God. It's the glass ceiling of consciousness. It's the glass ceiling of humanity's ability to expand. God. God. The concept of God, the consciousness of God, is what's keeping things kind of bottled up. Now, I can stand here and talk about God and not worry about getting hit by lightning, because that's not my God that does that. It's somebody else's and their fear. I have no fear of God, because I am my own God, as you are your own. But this planet right now is held in this uh, – has this glass ceiling of God. In other words, it's keeping things artificially held in. It's humans' belief of – a very old belief of what a god is. And part of your residue, my friends, is still that god, is still some old issues about god, partly because of your upbringing, or partly just because mass consciousness creates it. God is nothing more than mass consciousness. That simple. The God that humans uh, supposedly worship, that God doesn't really exist. That God's not the Creator. The God that humans worship is just mass consciousness. And it's funny because some of the most uh, righteous, belief-oriented beings that I've ever met had the greatest doubts. The ones who really tout God, they bang on the Bible, they spout Scripture, they carry on about God and Jesus, and they have no concept of what either one of those are. It's a, it's a, they are actually the greatest doubters. But what do they do in their doubt? They become the greatest defenders. They become the greatest defenders and, and judgers of others. You look into the, say, the heart of one of these um, uh, very conservative, uh, ultra-Orthodox types, the greatest doubters. Why? Well, it's obvious. They talk God. They preach God. They judge based on God, but they've yet to experience it. They've yet to feel it. So wouldn't that 
cause doubt in your own mind for you? If you're the biggest advocate of something, but yet you've the biggest advocate of uh, lemon meringue pie, but you've never tasted it at all, wouldn't that cause some internal conflict that maybe there's something wrong in paradise? And that's exactly what we have on this planet, those who, who are vigorously holding on to a God that doesn't exist. They, don't, they have no concept. It's a very old human God. I bring this up because it's an issue that still is with each and every one of you to a degree, to a degree. God is that thing that humans place above and outside themselves, the greater power, the unknown, the mysterious. But there's been a weird consciousness about God to take it and put it outside of oneself, to make it something somewhere else, almost irreverent to say that it's here. So where is consciousness? Out there, somewhere else, unknown, unknown, uh, uh, to be discovered, uh, the greater being. Consciousness has put God out there. That's why we're still at 26. But this group, this group, has the ability to put it right here, the consciousness of Spirit, Source, the I Am, I Exist, to put it right here. That's what embodied enlightenment is about, not the consciousness of a God out there or a Creator out there, but right here. Sounds so simple. It is. It's just, yeah. See, where there was no reality, where there was no anything, where there was no truth before, suddenly it becomes so once consciousness is there. You could argue and say, well, how do I know? How, how, how is it going to be that suddenly God's in here? Because your consciousness is in here. Because your consciousness of God is suddenly integrated, embodied, accepted, and allowed within. And then it becomes so. It feels magnificent. But I said at the end of our beginning that there's still some dirt on there. There's still an attachment to a mass consciousness God, which is not God at all. God help all those who believe in that God, because it's not true whatsoever. Nothing to do with truth. If you really, if somebody came to me and said, "Saint Germain, what is Adamus? Saint Germain, what is, what is God? Consciousness, awareness, I amness, and then everything springs from there: life, creativity, experiences, joy." Struggles, everything. But it starts, God is just the I exist. And it's not out there, it's right here. Yeah, yeah. I heard you, brother. Yeah, yeah. Pass the basket quickly, Linda. Quickly, quickly. Got a bowl here. I just passed that around. Okay. So, my friends, 
the bottom line is the, the 26, the number, because there is a glass ceiling on God. People are afraid to break through it. They're terrified to break through it. They would rather actually encounter Satan than try to break through that glass ceiling of God, because it's going to shatter every belief system. It's going to shatter all their attachments and connections with what they think is reality, which is not really reality whatsoever. It's going to change everything. And it is. And you're doing it. It's not so bad. But let's do a little bathing. Let's, uh, let's, let's bring up the beautiful music of Enat and Gerhardt. And I'm going to ask you this. Don't effort anything here. Just allow the magical energies of you, of your consciousness, of your I amness, to cleanse some of that residue, religious residue, New Age residue, spiritual residue, and just let it cleanse some of that off. And in doing so, dissolve away your own glass ceiling about God. See, as long as there is that glass God ceiling, there's a limitation of consciousness. As long as there is that artificial ceiling there of consciousness, then you're going to feel compressed and held in, and you can feel a pain in the body and craziness in the brain. So let's take a deep breath, and let's bring the house lights down. So this is kind of a cleansing mirab. Let's take a good deep breath. It's like going through the car wash, kind of. You don't have to do anything. You're not out there scrubbing the, the car, getting off the grime. You just roll your car in, push that little button. I know some of you are saying, oh, the sign came up, car wash is out of order today. <laughs> no, just push that button and you roll in and you let all the energy serve you. Let's take a good deep breath. Consciousness is so beautiful. It's, it's just awareness. It's, I am. I exist. It's not a thought or an energy to go with it. It doesn't need it. It's kind of a, an internal rhythm, harmony, continual flow. I exist, I am. And life springs from there. Creation comes from there. But when that consciousness is suppressed, when that consciousness is basically ignored, Consciousness is basically obscured by the dirt of life, by old beliefs, by old residue, and life gets to be kind of rough. Then that's when people keep repeating the same 
patterns, same experiences, the same activities with the same people and the same outcomes, lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. That's when we kind of go crazy and say, "Why do all these things keep happening to me?" Well, it's pretty simple. It's just you've obscured consciousness. But the moment, the moment that you choose, the moment that you become aware of the awareness, it all comes back. The moment. Consciousness is placed back into consciousness. Ah, everything starts expanding again. So just roll yourself into your your own cosmic car wash here. And let the cleansing begin. Let the energy serve you. Gently cleaning off all that old residue. That's really nice about it is that you don't have to do any work. You just put your consciousness here. Happens. I love awareness. It's so simple. It always strikes me as odd that well, people don't allow awareness. Actually, they avoid it. They actually avoid awareness. You could argue and say that maybe it's too painful. The light shines too bright. Whatever. They go out of their way. Their way of awareness. Now they think that because they think that they're living, but there's a huge difference. You can think about how you're going to solve certain problems at work. You can think about what you're going to do after work. You can think about how you've lived your life. But you know. That's really not awareness. That's thinking. Not a lot of life in thinking. But then there's awareness. Just it's consciousness.、And、the moment you place your awareness somewhere, where you put your heart, I guess you might say, it suddenly brings life. So simple, you'd think everyone would do it. So simple, you wonder why you haven't done it before. Sometimes it's this residue builds up, and it's hard to do, and you end up spending 70% of your waking hours working on your problems. And I forgot to mention the other 30%. The other thirty percent of your waking hours, time, energy, consciousness is spent creating new problems. <laughs> It is. 
70% resolving old problems, 30%, all right, 29% creating new problems. Doesn't have to be that way at all, at all. You just take a deep breath and, you know, be in awareness. Be in awareness of your awareness. That's all. Just, I exist. Where there is consciousness, there will come life. Real life. Creative life. While we're in the midst of this mirab of cleansing, while you're getting this car wash of your soul, we have a special bonus going on today here. You also get, <laughs> you also get the opportunity right now to feel creativity. Now, some of you think you're creative. A lot of you think you're not. I'm not talking about that kind of creativity, like um, writing a poem. I'm talking about just making something out of nothing. I guess that's the definition of consciousness. Bringing your awareness to where nothing existed. And then life. Not necessarily about what you make with your hands or figure out in your mind, but just wide open creativity, bringing awareness into your life, into anything. I talked before about a true creator creates, blesses, is terribly impressed with themselves, and then backs away. I feel for a moment now, your creation continuing to expand and express, basically singing back to you joy of being, a desire to continue expressing and expanding. That's amazing. And you know, those creations, whether they're physical or non-physical, they just keep going through time and space. Can you imagine that for a moment? Something you create. Let's say you just create a song, you're out for a walk, you just make up a little song and sing it to yourself, you just created something, and it never dies, never, ever, ever dies. Your human mind might forget it ten minutes later, but it is now basically traveling throughout creation, the dimension. Constantly expressing in joy. Nice thing too is anything you've ever created, 
anything you've ever created, you can feel again. You feel its joy of being. It's not a soul being like you, but something you created. It's constantly rejoicing. Can you hear it? Can you feel it? Dreams at night are creations. Oh, they're still out there. They're still expanding, being, and rejoicing. A lot of times you'll have little inspirations during your day, thought about something, or even maybe a little invention, or. Sometimes、uh, I see you writing books. You write books in your heart, you know. Not so many of you write them on paper, but you realize those creations are still out there. They didn't go away. Maybe they never got printed as a book. That doesn't matter. You created it. It's still. Out there, and also right here. Just feel into its rejoicing right now. You, you made this. It was never there before. You made it. Now it's singing back to you. How's that washing going? How's that cleansing going? Pretty easy, isn't it? We're going to be coming to that final rinse cycle in just a few moments, and then a good drying. Right now, just take a deep breath and feel how energies serve you if you just let them. Trained that you have to kind of work energies like you'd work a herd of cattle and make them work for you. No, no. You don't have to supervise them. You don't have to keep pushing them. They just here working for you. You made a choice to be in this space today. Space today. Now those energies are just soaping you up, scrubbing you down, helping to release some of that old grime, that old grime that's accumulated, that's kept you from really being aware of your awareness. A lot of that old grime is that really sticky stuff. Is about God. Sometimes there are those old voices playing in your head. Teachers, nuns, rabbis. 
like I said before, human consciousness kind of put God out somewhere else. And not so much belief, but consciousness. And there's a huge difference. Human consciousness put God out somewhere else. Turned him into pretty much a guy, male. Made him real mysterious. Made him kind of human at the same time. Untouchable. Untouchable. And so it became so. That's where God resided then. That's where consciousness was. That's where it was limited. And therefore, creation was also limited. But my dear friends, God belongs in you. God belongs in you. Spirit, Source, the Creative One, the Eternal One, the I Am, belongs in you. Now let's connect the dots. Remember I said consciousness, consciousness can go into anything and brings life. Where there is consciousness, there is life. The consciousness is that God is in you. Then it becomes so. That's why we had to do this cleansing today, though, to get rid of the old concept of spirit, God, creator. It is you. Funny thing, it always was. Oh, I know your head is rattling a little bit right now. Not quite being able to comprehend, but it's in you. It was always there. So familiar. Consciousness. We bring God back, Spirit back, Source back, back to you. Master friends, the incarnate masters. Something going on here. Something changing with the energy. Something kind of funny happening for oh, about 1,500, 
two-year-olds, three-year-olds, four-year-olds right now. Something kind of funny happening for thousands of forty, fifty, sixty-year-olds who call them Chandra. Consciousness. I am. I exist. Breaking through that glass ceiling of God sounds pretty simple, but this was a big one. This was a really big one. So let's go into the drying cycle right now. We've had a good washing. Let's go into the drying cycle and listen to the music play. Take a good deep breath as that dryer. Surrounds you with a warm flow. Said you, you are really good at creating safe spaces. 
spaces for you to experience your own realization. Remember that where there is consciousness, there is life. Where there is consciousness, there is life. Where there is awareness, there is joy. Good deep breath. Good deep breath with your friends. So I can just hear the conversation now. You go home. Your young one says, "Mom, what'd you do today?" You say, "Oh, I brought God back to me." With that, my dear friends, all is well in all of creation. Thank you. Thank you. And so it is. I hope that you've enjoyed this experience and that you stay with your breath and integration. If you enjoyed this experience, stay with it if you choose. But no matter what, thank you. And as you breathe in this integration, let's play music out. Let's be with Johan and not in Gerhard, and just sit here for a few moments more.
Boa and Gerhard Funkhauser. Great to have them here with us at this Crimson Circle monthly meeting. The biggest thanks to Jeffrey Hoppe channeling Adamus. Thank you, Jeffrey Hoppe. We love you, all of us. And thank you to all of you here listening in from all over the globe. We look forward to being here with you again on the Crimson Circle, and that will be March 7th. Until then, allow. Thank you. Recap. Recap. <laughs>